Of course I want revenge. Tim Beebs. I hope it's die for Deshaun. <laughs> what is this? Somebody explain that to me. That's you, all I'm interested in. The thing in. is... Of course I want revenge. I don't represent a people. And good evening. It is... Um, Wednesday, December the 1st, 2021, and we just finished watching episode 11 of Survivor 41 here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, Do or Die, as Jeff Probst would say. Do or Die tonight. I'm Dave Mater, coming at you here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting with my brother, Jeff Mater. How are you doing tonight, Jeff? Good. I'm ready to talk about a very emotional episode of Survivor News. Very emotional. There's a lot, a lot of the feels going on tonight. We also have uh, Jamil Robinson with us. He's just catching up on the episode, so he'll formally be introduced uh, shortly, but he uh, he is with us. Um, and so we will be jumping into this tonight. Um, yeah, episode 11, as we see Leanna get voted out here, Jeff, in a uh, kind of a split vote. Um, kind of some votes on her, some votes on Deshaun. No, on... Uh, Ricard, I'm sorry. Rockard. Rickard? Rickard. I don't know. I like what to, do we I think Dave the the exercise that you should uh, employ is Ricard. You know, you slow it down. Ricard. Ricard. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm 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 rushing it. Is that the what I'm doing? I think that's what I was doing. I was like Rickard. Rickard. I think it's Ricard. Ricard. It's like, Captain Picard. It's yes, Picard, Ricard. It's Picard, but it's Ricard. That's right. Um, there's no R at the end. Like there's no R D at the end. It's just I Ricard. will or it yeah. is actually. I will be kind of surprised now after that vote tonight, Dave, if Ricard does not win this game. But I don't know about you. They tried to they were looking to get him out. Some people, Erica was like, don't we have to get him out? He's gonna win, right? Yeah. And Okay, we can talk about that a little bit when we get to the vote, but um, there was a few contingency plans for Ricard here that I think they're not showing us uh, in the actual edit of the show. And How so? Well, for for one, Xander, like they did show us Xander, like why he didn't trust Leanna, but I think Ricard has Xander. Their relationship is barely shown on the show. And I do think Ricard and Xander have a closer relationship than the show is letting us know. Right. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot left out on this. Okay, so what was this? Uh, day, sorry, day 21 this was. So how many days have gone by since the last vote? I think it's like one or two. Like, it's not a lot. Who was the last one voted out? It was Shan. Shan. Okay, so let me just look that. Uh, Shan was voted out on day nineteen, and this was day twenty-one. So two days have gone by. So over the course, this whole episode spanned two days. Did it feel like that to you? I I feel like it felt the exact same as any other season of Survivor. I don't really notice that it's like three days, two days, two days three days, whatever. Does, doesn't matter to the viewer. I think. I think it matters more to the player, and I think a lot of it is wasted time waiting around to figure out who they're going to vote out. You know, so I do think I, I think it should be 30 days. I think yeah, 30, well, 30 days would be better. Jeff Prost re recently said he doesn't think they'll ever go back to 39 again. He thinks that he thinks that this this faster pace was better. Maybe it might be too short. Maybe just somewhere in the middle is quite is right. I think but 30 days is is the right amount of time. I, what's this? 26. It's going to be tw uh, 
26 in total. And now so I, and we are on day 21. So there's only and, five days left. And that's with how many contestants this season? Was it 16? 18. Okay. So I think what they should do is do 20 contestants all the time, 30 days. 20 contestants for 30 days. Okay. So you're just, you're adding, uh, you're adding four more days and two more contestants, basically. Yeah. You're voting them out every day. So you're just making a little, the season a bit longer. Maybe one more episode, two more episodes. Right. And, but you're, you, you could have du- more double eliminations. You could, right. you know, you like double eliminations. Like it's not like Big Brother, I love them. And Survivor, I don't know if I always love the double vote outs. They're kind of exciting, but they're also kind of like, it's kind of like the glory of whoever getting voted out is split. It's kind of like, you know, they're, I, uh, I don't like them in the merge, but I really like them in the early merge. Because I'm like, get rid of these players. Like, get, like let's move it along here and get to like I want to get to the the merge players as quickly as possible. And right. the quicker they do that, I think the better. And it's it's boring, I find, at the beginning because you're just it's a lot of like what tribe won, and it's like who cares? This isn't going to matter later. No, it, it 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 doesn't even really matter when it's happening in some ways, but um, it it's more of a play. Yeah. So I guess it was. Ready, I guess it was like episode seven. We went to the merge, so now we're up. We're oh, sorry, episode. I guess no, it was episode six. We went to the merge, so we're kind of halfway through. That was kind of halfway through the season. We got like what a couple episodes left. What do we have? How many do we have left? We have uh, well, there's six players left, so they're gonna do, and they usually do the the finale is usually final four, so they're probably going to do three more episodes, three more episodes to get out like three more people. I guess that makes sense. Unless they go, unless they go to a final two, which we still don't know. There's a lot of, like a lot, their cards have been held uh, close to the vest here, uh, but let's come. Maybe well, okay, we'll wait for Jamil maybe a little bit here, but like uh, let's come back to the episode and how the swan song here of Liana. Are, was this the right time to get Liana out of the game? You know, like was this was this the right play tonight for this uh, Via Kana tribe, or did she kind of just force them into it because she comes back from camp? Oh, she goes back to camp, like on the bottom after having seen Shan voted out last week, and she she was also received votes. So she's furious. She's she's looking for revenge. She, uh, you know, did she dig her own grave here um, a little bit? Somebody um, explain that to me. That's it, all I'm interested the thing in. Is, what thing is what we have here, Dave, is a very immature, naive survivor player. You know, like she's just not quite savvy enough uh, to be able to have hold, held her emotions her and Deshaun, both after this vote i think really uh, shot themselves in the foot in 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 you know in big ways here what do you think like their image tonight or no, in just no in their no not their image their 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 survivor play like str- strategy and their the way they came across after that vote both of them i think did not do the thing you're supposed to do, which is keep your emotions in check, realize tomorrow is another day, and don't let words get to you like you're a snake or um or, or let this blind side really affect you. If you really want revenge, you keep it close. You keep it you keep it guarded. That's what Natalie Anderson's did. That's what the, there's lots of other players have done this where they've gotten blindsided and then they they go, okay, yeah, all right. Like a Jeremy did this. There's right. lots of players that have done it. But you don't like if something bothers you or somebody uh, blindsides you, don't let them know that it bothers you. It's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Well, like even Xander's like, 
Oh, okay. he's he's a year younger than Leanna. She's like pretty young too. She's only twenty. He's like, oh, doesn't it suck when you come back from tribal and you're on the bottom? You realize you're on the bottom. You just got to go to sleep. And they're like, ah, oh, it's all just old hat for you, eh, Xander? He's like, yep, that's right. I've been there. I've 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 seen my days. And she, I guess, Leanna was with him for a lot of that. She was on Yasi with him. Um, but <laughs> what is okay? What what was her story in this season for you? Like just an inexperienced Leanna? player, sort of Leanna. Uh, she has a big speech here tonight at Tribal Council. She has like, there's a lot going on with Leanna in this episode. Not just, like the re- like looking for revenge for Shan. Uh, the, the the fact that she chose to sit out of the immunity challenge so that she wouldn't have to do the do or die, but ultimately you know couldn't try to win. I don't know if she would have beat Danny in this anyway, and she kind of knew it. So maybe she did make the right play, but she doesn't throw her shot in the dark either. She thinks she needs her vote uh, here. Ultimately, I don't you know she was on the uh, wrong side of the of that of those numbers. So she maybe well, should have played it. I think Deshaun and Danny both thought Erica would, could, could have floated, uh, could have flipped uh, and voted out Ricard. And I think she wanted to, and I think maybe she should have, but that also probably, I don't know if it would have mattered. We can go down. Okay. So the extra vote was used by Xander tonight. I don't know if you noticed that Dave. Um, no. Well, yeah, because it was like, wait, there's, we should be done by now, but he's still pulling out parchments. Yeah, it was four. It was like I thought it was gonna tie at first. I thought I I I was like, oh, is it gonna tie? Because like, um, uh, if Erica had flipped, it would have been a four-four tie, uh, even with the extra vote used by Xander. But he she didn't. She voted Liana, so it was a five-three vote. Um, right. You know, so with the extra vote, because there's only seven people, so five-three eight eight votes. Um, I thought it was going to be a tie, uh, you know, and that and Jeff was just waiting to reveal the last vote that way. And then it was, no, it was, it was an early end of vote. Uh, so he wanted, it's interesting. Like when the extra votes are used, even when they get used in the majority, he still reads them. He didn't need the extra vote tonight for this. Why did no. he play? Why did he do it? He didn't trust somebody to vote. Cause he, does, cause he's Erica. safe. He didn't trust Erica. Yeah, he didn't trust Erica and he's safe next week. Anyway, Dave, he's going to play his idol next week. So he's, he's in the final five. 100% guaranteed. How did this happen? Xander in the final five? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I think it's... Uh, um, he, Dave, like, you have to go back and watch season 21 because, like... This is Fabio. Is, this is how Fabio won the game. This you know, is like, too good to be true. Yeah, like, Fabio kind of just skirted along, skirted along, got to the final five, and then he went on an immunity run and got to the final three. And he was like, that's what I see happening here. Like if the thing is, Ricard is going to get way more credit than Sash would have in Nicaragua. Like if it's if it is like a carbon copy of Nicaragua, it's going to be Danny, Ricard and Xander sitting beside each other in the final, which will be the mirror flipping of Chase, Sash and Fabio. Wait, who did you say were the final three? Danny, Xander and Ricard? Ricard? Yeah, that would Which be the final three in the challenge tonight, too, in the immunity challenge. That's right. Yes. Like, if that is the final three, which it very well could be, it is like a carbon copy flip. Of... But I think Ricard wins, not... Uh... Right. right. That's, that's the, the difference? difference? That's the difference. I think Ricard wins. And, and because the reason why that's going to happen, I think, is because Ricard is a lot more likable, even though he's like a sneaky player and he's a lot like Sash. Sash was like an arrogant person. Uh, as far as a survivor player goes, I felt like I think everyone that played and it. And Sash is Ricard's avatar in this. Yes. Okay. 
Right. Yes. Uh, and he was the strategic mastermind and he would lie to your face and he was a lot more cutthroat about it, you know, and not likable though. Like, you know, so that, that was kind of his detriment. And, and so, and then Danny and Chase are very similar in the fact that like, they're both celebrities. They're both kind of like, you know, loyal to the end, play a good solid game, be honest, be true to yourself. All those like, you know, survivorisms that, you know, never win the game and always get your third place um, right. is what Danny and Chase kind of represent. And then Fabio and Xander are kind of the so similar because they're not really strategic players, but they just kind of like skirted along, skirted along and then waited for their chance to make a move. The thing is here that's different is I think I think Xander made a mistake tonight by not even consider like I get why he did it, but I think he should have considered taking out Ricard tonight. But the thing is, if he didn't, I think he knew, kind of like Ricard knew last vote, that if he doesn't take out Liana or 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 you know Deshaun or Danny, those those three were going to stick together to the final three. It's never going to be better for Xander to keep Liana over Ricard, even though Ricard's this huge threat. You know, at least in Xander's case, in his game, he's like, I can maybe beat Ricard in a challenge. Maybe he beats me. Maybe I beat him. But the odds are pretty good for me that I probably can win. Right. You know, and Liana is always going to have it out for me. Always like, you know, yeah. maybe Ricard will, too, but at least I'll see him coming and it's not as personal with him. So I can right. always I have more options with him. Yeah. Liana is Liana's useless to, in this game. So there's no reason. And so when Erica was kind of tonight going kind of like flip flopping, I don't know what to do. Maybe we should take out Ricard. Um, as uh, you know, who a couple said, like anybody with a brain is voting Ricard. I think that was Deshaun, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun, right? Yeah, you know, and I you know what that is a good point, but I think you're right. That's a good analysis, Dave, because like, do you have the soundbite of Leanna saying, I hate your face? Because that's you know, <laughs> there's a lot of that been going on with Leanna towards Xander. Uh, <laughs> I say, I hate your, f I don't know if I ever say that, do I? Or it's, it's just like, from of last course, I want revenge, yeah, from last episode. Um, yeah, she, he, when he was in the challenge. And, um, you know, so, like, I just think there was uh, some animosity there that you're right, that Xander and Leanna were never going to vote together. Xander knew that. And Xander knew that Leanna was always going to vote with Danny and Deshaun, who were unbreakable. They're, unbreak they're an unbreakable duo. You know, Xander's kind of on an island by himself. He kind of has Erica, but like not really. Erica's with more with Heather. Yes, Heather, but Heather's kind of like Eric, Heather's kind of working with Erica and with Xander a little bit, I guess. Um, but Erica and Heather seem like more of a pair. But Heather seems like she's a little bit more like solid. Like we're gonna do this, and Eric, while well, Erica's kind of running around going, I don't know what to do. You know, she's um, more, she's more chaotic, but she's more what like people respect are gonna like if. Erica and Heather are sitting at the end of the game. Nobody's giving the money to Heather because she's more, you know, you know what I mean? They'd rather play with Heather in the game, but they don't, they will not, they do not respect Heather's game. They're like, you know the I mean? jury's like laughing at her tonight. Like yeah. she's already like, she's the obvious goat. Right. And I'm sure like you're, you gotta be looking at that if you're still in the game and saying, well, why wouldn't I, why get out? What, what's the, Right, like Heather's the last person we need to get out of here, really. Yeah. Unless she's a number for somebody who's definitely coming for me. That's the only real good reason to get rid of Heather uh, in any kind of immediate need. Because you take her to the end, you always win. Yeah, and I don't think I think there's a good chance Heather slips into the final three because Ricard will want her to be at the end with him. You know, but I don't know if Ricard has control over the the, the votes. You know, like he's kind of on his own, kind of like Xander. 
Well, you, if you look at it, like it's, but this alliance of four that was established here, it's like it's Heather, it's Erica, it's Xander, it's Ricard, right? That's the is four. that an alliance? He like, kept saying it, like that's you know that's what he's like. It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. What is this? What is this? You know, I, what is this, Xander? Because the thing is, tonight, like you had to use your extra vote, like just in case one of your alliance members didn't flip. Right, so, so that's kind point? of like he had to spend money as insurance on his alliance. So how much? How good is that alliance? I mean, it did vote together. You're right. So that it worked. He didn't. Well, he didn't need to do it, but in, just in case somebody flipped, it would force a tie at the very least. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, if you look at the, that alliance, that the, I don't think they'll be the final four. Like, let me put it that way. I think McCard will want to take out Xander, and and, and I don't. But I don't see. Or Erica, he'll take out one of those two players before the final four, I think, because they're the, the, uh, mostly, pro most probably Erica, because Erica will more likely want to take out Ricard, you know, and he doesn't have numbers. He needs he needs Heather and um and and Xander to stick with him, and so he needs to get. I think on the next vote, Ricard will be going for Deshaun or Danny, and then on the vote after that, he'll go after Erica. Erica, like sort of okay down the road. Well, I, 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 I get through the episode first here. So yeah. like, there was this whole thing about Leanna. She's mad. Everybody knows it. It's not working out. Oh, Jamil's. He's with. You. Welcome, welcome. Uh, how are Sorry, you? Sorry, I evening? thought it would have been here a lot sooner, but I didn't know that there was going to be a ten-minute interlude in this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, there I'm was, like there was I've, a... I've kind of got to have to watch this part. So, Jamil, it's do or die. Are you going to have to die? Um, I don't want you to die. Sorry, that's wrong, Jeff. <laughs> it's not do or die. It's die, do or die. <laughs> do yeah, or I, die tonight. Because <laughs> do or die implies a 50% chance, right? not a 33% chance. So I would have been like, Je uh, like uh, you got to remove one of these because the that's Monty Hall problem. Told me. Well, that's that's not exactly true. He gave him a 33% chance at first and then he gave him a 50% chance. Not exactly. <laughs> it's the Monty Hall problem, right? It's like the um, yeah. choose a door or whatever. Like if you if you if the first one that he opened was a fire one, he would have lost anyway. So it's a 33%. You're supposed to he should have traded and he actually did the wrong thing here, Jeff, Deshaun, in this uh, in this do or die thing. He does the wrong thing, but he wins. He goes his way, but but despite the odds. What do you mean he he? Because why? they like they they did this whole analysis of this whole thing where you pick a case of well, you have three cases and uh -huh. uh, two of them are bad. One of them is the money, right? And if you pick one and then you say which one do you want to open and you open it and it's the uh, it's a it's a it's a skull, then you should always keep the case you already. You should trade the case for the case because the chances are that other case is not also the X. It's there's a better chance you won't. There's a 66 chance you'll pick the wrong answer, right? So Deshaun, he picked number one, right? But there was a two thirds chance he was wrong, right? And so once you he opened one of the other two cases, and now you've established one of those is like is is the X, right. then the the better there's more there's the a better chance that the other one is the money than he picked it from the start but is right? that statistically is that no, that's statistically true like if you if you run this simulation enough times over the over over a long enough right. period uh right you, you, there's like youtube videos about this and stuff right, right? i i see i see your point but i mean i in this instance i think he did the right thing i think it's a gut 
call. It's a gut. He gambled that he won. Like, that's all it's really, it came down to. But like Amanda said, when that happened, she was like, you stick with what you picked. Right. Like that was her. And I kind of agree with her. I'm like, you know, like, can you imagine? Most people will. That's, that is always the gut reaction. And the, but right. so, that, so that's why you're right. It's the Monty Hall problem. That's why the statistically that happens because you're right. Majority of the time, it will be the other case because of 66% chance. But I think in this instance, if it's your life, right? I'm not, I'm not pick, I'm not going on. Trust yourself, trust your gut. I'm not trust, trusting statistical probabilities over my gut. Correct. Because you can walk away from a loss saying, I trusted myself versus um, you followed what is considered to be the right strategy. And then if you lose, you're like, I had it in my hand and I decided to not trust myself. It's like play with your heart, play with your head. You know, it's like yeah. the classic argument. Yes. That is what this game is all about, Dave. To me, it's about this. What happens when you put a group of people and force them to live together in a jungle, a real jungle, <laughs> and rely on each other? It's amazing. Up until that last part with the jungle part, I'm like, you mean like Big Brother? Do you mean like Big yeah. Brother? Because that's Big to Brother. To live together in a jungle. And I was just like, I was getting like um, uh, Jack Shepard vibes from Lost. Yeah. We're going to live together or we're going to die alone. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. a real good Jack Shepard impression. But no, it is, um, it's terrible. But still, no, it's I terrible. It. But, but you get it. You get the point, right? We're, we're going to live together. Yeah, it, it, that's more of my Jeff Probst impression, I think. Um, and yeah, like he's just like a real a jungle, a real jungle. So he, you know the theme for next next year's Big Brother is going to be like a jungle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a troll. Probst. Not a fake jungle. We got a real one. This he is a has, big time TV show. He has become a caricature of himself. Like he, I feel like he is playing a role, and it's it's Jeff Probst playing Jeff Probst this season. Like it, it, but it's kinder, <laughs> gentler Jeff Probst. Yeah. Well, thanks right. for another good morning, Eric. Good morning. <laughs> well, thank you. Like it's like it's not. It's so probst. It's not probst. If that makes sense. Like it's like I feel like like, like yeah. Like he's. I'm turning the leaf. Serenity now. Insanity later. Is what the vibes I'm getting from probst this season. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. He's a little bit uh, controlled or a little bit measured for sure. Um, Jamil, like uh, Liana, what do what do what did you think of her sort of demise here tonight? Um, uh, and, and sort of the story of her season. Uh, she was basically on the season for this episode. Yeah. And this was her moment. Be, yeah, this was her survivor moment. Hashtag survivor moment. And also for the blunder with um, Xander. Uh, honestly, she looking back now, she just felt more like a number. With the exception of those two parts. She was a vote. She's she's more highlighted than Heather because she was beside Sham. And she's hungry. And when Liana's hungry, she's feisty, so I want to win this. Yeah. She, yeah. she mentioned being hungry very, a few, in, even in her exit interview tonight. It was really cool to be a part of that tribal. I'm just so happy to have been a part of this season and just like so blessed to have been able to play this game. This was just the best experience of my life and I've learned so much about myself. I didn't want to have any regrets walking out and I feel like I played as hard as I could. So I'm I'm happy with that. I'm ready to eat. But look, okay. 
I've watched enough Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. That eating aspect is amazing. Like you have <laughs> chefs at your beck and call making whatever you want, how you want it. That's pretty nice. That is pretty nice. Getting voted out isn't that bad. You get five days of Ponderosa come get to vote on who the winner is, right? Yeah. Liana wasn't going to win this, so I'm kind of fine with losing her tonight. It wasn't like, oh, we, we, maybe Liana was going to come back and be like, I think she had a real long shot to win this. Like, she would have to have been against Heather and like Danny at the end, I think. And even then, I think Danny probably wins or something. Even Heather uh, gets more votes potentially. So, like, other than Shan, I think, I don't think Liana was necessarily the most popular out there in this game. And uh, especially after this episode, her episode was kind of like uh, she was on the bottom. She felt like this whole uh, alliance she thought she had with Deshaun and Danny and uh, Shan was blown up and was Deshaun had, had, had betrayed her. And the you know Deshaun's like I, I'll never vote for you. Don't even tell me how to spell your name. Uh, I think he did. Did he? He didn't vote for her tonight. He voted. He didn't for vote cards. for her tonight. So so I guess he kept his word there. But there was kind of she was. But she's like I want to go after you. But uh, if she was she, smart, like she has three people, she could have tried to pull Erica or Heather in, and say, "Hey, us four. Like honestly, Heather. Erica would have been the most likely to pull in. Like, but why not even Heather? At the same Heather time, seemed like she was. Heather seems like she's vibing with Xander, and she's vibing with Ricard more than she is with um. Then, like Erica's a little bit more of a flip flopper, frantic, a little less uh, measured, and I think uh, steady as a player. She's always kind of calculating the odds and not unsure, a little bit unsure what to do. I think she's a little bit um showing her hand too much, so that other players, you know, are. It's, I would it's, just say. Like between Danny and myself, how many immunity um, wins ha- do we have between us? One. How many do they have together, Xander and Ricard? Oh yeah, they have what Three? four or five. Well, it depends if you consider like when they were team immunity challenges or just individual immunities, right? Because we've had Wait, doesn't four Xander and... have two? Yeah, uh, Xander has and two. Ricard, and has, Ricard two. has two. Yes, and now right. Danny has one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and Erica has one too, as because she was a co-winner in that one. Yeah. So it's. One and one, that's two combined to each of them have two. So once you and we don't know how to make fire. So you should come with us, get Ricard out, then you can, you know, switch if you want to pair up with Heather again and Tribil. Like, they're not they're not thinking about fire. <laughs> These players are thinking about the next tribal council. This is not a sophisticated season of Survivor, guys. This is it's just not. Like, I know you know that, Jamil, but, like, I've heard people talking about this season and, like, as if it's, like, so fascinating and it's such great strategy. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it's it's very, like, reset season. It's, like, it's more about the characters and the people. More about, like, the brand new, fresh slate of survivors. Yeah, it's just a lot of, like, kind of unsophisticated players, like, as far as, like, their strategy. And, like, so... And that's fine. Sometimes, like, that's a really it makes for a great watch. I understand why people are, are liking the season because it does more, more mistakes are kind of more interesting. Uh, but you're, I don't think any of them are thinking at two votes ahead at all. I think, you know, no, the only player, really. the only player that seems to be doing that is Ricard. And he's only doing that because he kind of can kind of see the landscape of. Uh, of the game like he he had a great thing tonight where he was describing Deshaun, where he was like he was like i was a little confused by him and then then i thought about it and i was like oh yeah he's just like 
became way too emotional after that tribal because of the snake comment and then he kind of figured out how to kind of maneuver him but like Mm -hmm. even he was kind of like oh this these players are not reacting like like in in a logical sophisticated way they're more um impulse and and more emotional uh you know this season yeah yeah and yeah liana goes here and uh Shan, Shan looked like Shan was so mad when this happened tonight. You see her face from the jury, from the, like the jury bench. She was, it was, it, it was like a strong disapproval mixed with like you know just like um, shit in your cereal sort of like look. You know, like oh my god. Well, she's partially responsible for this happening. Yeah. Uh, how so? Thirty-three percent. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> who did she? Who did she paint a target on? In terms of. Uh, when she was leaving, she gave all the praise to Ricard, yep. and then she she said that uh, thing is a snake. Um, Deshaun is Deshaun, a snake. and right? and Leanna's sort of left in in the wake of that, and that somehow uh, those three all voted together tonight, right? Um, yeah. Well, except for Ricard, he voted he voted against Leanna, but well, yeah, but because De- it was either Le- him or <laughs> Leanna and Deshaun end up voting together tonight to get Ricard out. It wasn't all three? A lot along with Danny. Dan it was Danny, Deshaun, and 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 uh Liana who vote for Ricard. Yeah. yeah. Right? In this five to three vote. Yep. But yeah, I felt I, that if Sham um putting Sham. a focus on Deshaun, right, and Ricard, um, I felt like who's uh she's painting who Liana should go after. It's either Ricard or Deshaun. I felt she didn't mention Leanne on the way out. No, but she's like pointing a target on people like go after them. And it was either Ricard or Deshaun. Deshaun. And she really wanted them to go after Ricard. In my opinion, you could see, you could tell by her reaction tonight when Leanna went home that she, she, she's not pulling for a card. She's or Deshaun or Deshaun, but she really like she was like she's like Ricard, you have my vote for a million dollars. It's like that's that 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 means that's she if wants it to gone. the end. Yeah, yeah that's, that's if he gets it to the end. Right. And with Deshaun, it was your snake, but it was basically, you know, yeah, vote this guy out uh, if you're Liana, you know. And then Liana votes with Deshaun. So and I think that bothered her, Deshaun, that Liana voted with Deshaun and then got taken out here. You know, she in Shan's mind. No, you turn the vote and you get to Sean out. You know, I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I just, I don't talk about it. But I. Uh, let's talk about a couple of things from this episode tonight. Uh, there was a, there was um, some significance played to Danny's story, his father's twenty fifth anniversary of his passing when he died in a car accident. I guess when Danny was eight. So we kind of get some backstory here. Jamil, uh, what was your reaction? I fast forwarded it. Um, I, I saw the first bit, I got the gist of it, and I fast forward. Look, um, unless he's talking specifically about it, and it's kind of in it's it's involved in terms of what's happening in terms of the episode, super relevant. I don't need an A and E biography on his father, right? I don't, and that to me that just felt like padding. I feel sorry for his loss and the heartache mm. that he still has after twenty five years because he's carrying it, and that's. I understand presenting that information, but yeah. this whole flashback kind of like 
I was expecting like James Earl Jones to start narrating the episode. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, I'm like, uh, or Morgan. Um, they can't. No, it's no uh, James Earl Jones. <laughs> can't okay. Or he's doing. Or, music or Tony or Keith. Tony Keith. Uh, Tony. Keith. 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 David. Keith David. Keith David is Goliath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from uh, Gargoyles. But did you yeah. not feel the same thing? Like, yeah. Well, they, it's kind of like a few of these vignettes they've done throughout the season where they kind of like talk about the like one of the survivors' like stories. Like, remember when Erica? She was like, I was a Filipino canadian girl and i grew up in canada and whatever and uh and so this was kind of danny's version of that tonight um where you know you get some story but not all the of the players have gotten this only sometimes where's, where's heathers i was there's i was Andrew had one uh nope uh I, I was a little confused about like his like the like what he was kind of saying about like I get it when you're a kid, but like, and you kind of look at things differently. But like, he was saying, like, oh, he blamed his dad for like get being in this car accident. I was very like, I didn't really understand like where he was coming from there. Like, 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 I don't. Yeah, we don't know all the circumstances of what happened, so it's right. kind of like I, it's, I, I don't understand. I don't really. If there's, if there's further context to it, then it was left I, out. I can understand that. Like, you don't have an understanding of why'd you have to like. It's just why'd you leave me. It could be right. just that too, right? Yeah. It could just be like the the like a lot of grief is like, how could you, right? Even if you had no choice, right? Um, Why did you stay home it? that day? Why didn't you? Right. All you know, the what ifs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, um, yeah, I agree with Jamil. Like it was a little too long, and it was like, yeah, I, I agreed. It was like, I was. I, am I watching Survivor anymore? At certain points, in like when they do these vignettes, like they're kind of uh a little over the top sometimes where it's just like i'd rather them not show me slideshows and show me his mom and show me his nfl career and i'll just get me to just get him to explain it to us you know like it's kind of what he did but and it kind of ties in because he ends up winning the immunity later on so i think they tend to see they seem to put this in sometimes when it kind of corresponds with them having a big moment because in erica's case it was when she like you know smash the thing and change the world or whatever it was right like uh um i smashed the hourglass and i changed the course of history of course you did and so it was uh it was you know he won the immunity tonight he was like the, he broke the streak between the xander and ricard um duel like that's been going on kind of continued into this episode as well because they were they came uh, right behind danny in this one uh as the final three and talking about the challenge um the whole do or die twist this did you guys like this was this did you think this was a good like because they're like okay you're gonna pick a rock and if you if you choose to sit out the challenge you will be at no risk of do or die but you can't commute for compete for immunity right so, i like i like this twist not at the final seven i like this at the final 10 11 this is a little too late in the game because if deshaun had gone out here like this would it, it would, i don't know how it would have felt like kind of unsatisfying, right? I don't like it this late in the game, but I don't know, Jimmy. What do you think? I my issue with it is, I, I feel like okay. So what happens if no one chooses to compete? Right, that that is my issue because then that means you're going to a tribal council with no person who's immune at all. That'd be great. I would have no problem with that. Right. Right, but I don't think they emphasized that part enough. Mm. Right? Yeah, because it was like you might have a tribal council, you might not. So that part was kind of interesting because it's like you still have to strategize, but there's a chance 
that it might not happen. But even if it does, like even if he does save himself, you could always just vote out Deshaun. If he, even if he saves himself, just vote him out. Who cares? The other but, thing that could happen is what if only one person chooses to compete? They automatically win. They automatically win it. But so, okay. So, and what if there was two people, the person that loses has to do this do or die? Yes. Like, yeah. you know, like that's brutal. You know, because only be, if only two people chose to compete for immunity, yes. Then... There was no reason for Erica and Heather to compete tonight. None. Who else should have sat out? Who else should have put the gray rock up? Uh, well, Deanna did. Uh, obviously, Deshaun should have. Well, yeah, three seconds in, I think he just probably screwed up. Uh, but screwed I don't up. think he, I don't think he was gonna going to win that though those i was so surprised ricard lasted as long as he did and i think xander dropped because he got distracted by when ricard dropped um i thought that either ricard or daddy was going to win and i'll tell you why um i watched a lot of videos based upon this uh, particular challenge type and the corresponding thought is from um people who like uh, a lot of the game theories and prepping for challenges ahead of time is that you have to change your grip repeatedly throughout the the challenge so you'd mm -hmm. go and they then do. change and they, your grip. Yeah. Um, only two people it. I saw change their grip, and that was uh, Ricard and also Danny. Between right? rounds, you mean? Not, not yes, like between rounds. Right. Right. Just... Um, so Ricard did it his underhand on the second last, mm -hmm. and Danny did his on the se uh, the last one. Right. And underhand's the probably the best one to do. Yes. Um, for the last one, underhand is the best because. In terms of your your strength, right? Yeah. If you short. watch Xander, Xander has his arms out and yeah. pushed in. It's so you hard. have all the pressure building up on your arms. Right? Plus, yeah, you have to like stabilize for the fact that your wrists are down. Correct. Right? Versus Whereas if, you're, if you like, watch Danny, up. and I'm going to stand up for it. If you watched him, he had yeah. it pulled in. Yeah, he so did. he's using I... his um, power core. zone right, yeah. to he's hold the item. Which an NFL power player zone. would have that in spades. Yeah. yeah. Power zone is from your shoulders to your mid-thigh. So he had it in, right? So he can right. use his actual waist and his um, thing to, to kind of stabilize himself, right? And to, to keep it consistent. So he yeah. had a winning so, strategy. So, so, yeah. So like, do you think that Xander came into this want, having a strategy or is he just good at these kind of things? You think that he's been doing well because he's a student in the game? Who no, Xander or Xander? Ricard? Xander. I think Xander's just good at these challenges. Yeah, Xander's just—he's a carnival game kind of person, dude. Right. And I think Ricard is kind of a student, right? He's kind of a Survivor yeah. fan who kind of like, you know, he did—he he only didn't know about the whole food thing, right? You know, you can't—if you win a reward that day, you're not allowed. Which to have is any which is such a personal, like, specific thing. That's if it was another person, they would have just been okay with it. Right. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, that was just that again. That was a lot of dynamics, and that's going back to another episode. But that was Shan was like again. I've called her a boss, bossy bully on this podcast before, and I stand by it. She wants to boss from the jury. She wants yeah. to like. She's like. She's trying to be like just through facial expressions. Like you saw when like they when they even came in tonight, she was just like, "Oh, the looks I'm going to give you when you walk yeah. in." She tries, like, yeah, she definitely tries to, um, you intimidate. know, intimidate, persuade her peers. Yeah. And, and so, and you know, that's obvious, I think, with just her behavior. And, 
and uh, you know they didn't really show the rest of the jury on a close-up it was only her they showed like the jury as a whole and then just shan tonight yeah she was a, she was like the jury for woman tonight yeah and yeah. and and i liked that in the travel tonight where like both deshaun and ricard basically called out the fact that like look we had to do this you know like you were coming for deshaun and then to, you know uh, ricard kind of like was like oh okay i guess i'm gonna have to explain myself here you know that like that whole moment was good because uh, i think deshaun that was the one thing he did well tonight other than pick the right box was was kind of um was kind of uh throw ricard under the bus to shan and because she's going to control that jury that's clear or she, at least she's going to try to and that can only work in his favor yeah. um is anyone else happy that they they like they got the talking done before they actually did the um wait the challenge or like, like the shot in the dark itself or no not the shot yeah. in the dark the do or die they did the, the, the talking before the do or die because gosh would I not want them to do another round of talking um after finding out that um Deshaun uh is not getting automatically eliminated and then people start scrambling they's like nope sorry you had your chance um you had your chance it's time for us to vote immediately even Ricard wasn't ready for it he was like you know like what's going on? Oh, I gotta go vote. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of yeah. He was like he thought it wouldn't be that immediate after the the whole after the um the do or die was over, but it was. Uh, yeah, I like so the whole the whole uh, there was a lot of different um conversations on the jury tonight. There was a lot of I thought that I thought that Deshaun was trying to do a lot of damage control with the jury, right? Uh, just on his image, the whole snake thing, trying. to Please, Shan, give me your vote. You know, uh, I will plead my case. It was Ricard who was your betrayer. I've decided that today is the day for Shan to go. And Ricard is just hoping, I'm hoping for death for Deshaun tonight. I hope it's die for Deshaun. <laughs> the difference is, it seems like to me, guys, that Shan, like Ricard said it tonight, Ricard and Shan had this kind of agreement that, like, yeah, we're coming for each other, and at least it was known between them. In Shan's mind, this, you know, the whole African American alliance was to the end. That was you the know? story she wanted. That was the story she wanted, and she knew she was probably going to be able to control those those four, like the, that alliance, to be able to get her to the end. You know, and if you get to the final four. You know, you really just need to have one person on your side. Well, if it's Shan versus Leanna in the final two, for instance, like maybe, Le mm -hmm. yeah, Shan wins probably. So yeah. it's right. Um... So like everything looked good for her if that occurred. But then Ricard was the curveball that she didn't really see coming, or she kind of let her heart dictate her head. She should have really went after Ricard. She didn't work well with Deshaun. Really, ultimately, that right. alliance didn't work because Deshaun and Shan couldn't work well together. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And and so and, and they like you know they and we could talk about it because they it was a huge narrative here in this episode that the you know being black and the 2020 year and everything that was going that's been going on um, you know if you are black in America uh, it, it it definitely has seeped into Survivor and Big Brother uh, the difference here I think with Survivor is it's you know uh, in Big Brother it was like a you know, we saw it all summer, whereas at least on Survivor, it's like it's edited down. And we actually kind of got I felt like a good explanation, a better explanation than we got in Big Brother, where 
they kind of said like look like this is important and we need to talk about it but it shouldn't like i thought i was actually impressed with liana when she said like i don't want this to like affect the game or affect strategy because that's kind of as a fan what bugs me you know i don't think that stuff should affect the game you know but you, at the same time i understand what's happening yeah this is what's happening and this is like the raw emotions and this is like why this is occurring but it was kind of interesting like i think jabil's been saying it all year uh, all you know with the podcast um you know survivor's a different game and it forces you to turn on your alliance whether you want to or not basically yeah, it's it's big. It works a little differently than Big Brother, but yeah, there was a, a lot of different conversations. It starts with Deshaun and him wanting that alliance to work with Liana and, and with Shan and and Danny, and it just didn't work out because they kind of didn't trust each other anymore. And then Liana's Liana's speech, you know, um, she said she's saying, "Please don't replay it." I don't have it. I, don't, okay, I, I, didn't, I didn't pull it, but she's black. Black wherever I go, she's like wherever I go, people see a black woman. Uh, and that's all they see, or l largely that's all I, I'm seen as, and they don't see all these other things about me. So here's my my issue with this, mm -hmm. right? And I, I feel like this that kind of commentary isn't for black people because black people already know that mm -hmm. anywhere I go, I'm a black person. So mm -hmm. it just feels like it's kind of she's explaining the point for other people. And then there's a 50-50 chance those people don't want to hear. Not saying it's exactly 50-50, but you know what I mean, right? There's going to be people on the other, other end of the spectrum. So you're spending Not time explaining something. It just shows me I have a lot more <laughs> to learn and more questions to ask. Here are your ally handbooks. Please read through it so you're prepared for your responses whenever we drop something on your, your carefully scripted responses. Please, oh, next. Lord. Uh, <laughs> all, all through that speech, uh, starting to change gears. I'm like, why don't we hear from Erica, who's representing her race? Yeah, right. Lone individuals representing the only Canadian left and mm -hmm. um, the only uh, Filipino um, person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't tell if Erica <laughs> wanted to say something or if she was afraid to. <laughs> I think I was like Erica. What about Erica? What about Erica? I think it would have been really interesting to hear her perspective because I think it would be a lot different than a lot of POCs from America being from Canada. I do think that I get the impression a lot of what the black contestants are talking about is the police in America, which I find very interesting. That like look at like a lot of the players that have been on Survivor the last five years. Tony, Sarah, we've had a lot of cops and a lot of like people of authority. And right. now it's like changing. Boston like, Rob, even, even though he's not a cop, he kind of acts like one. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the, the whole winners are worse. License and registrations, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, watch out. He's either right. a gangster or a cop. I can't. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of the gangster. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, the godfather. Um, yeah, so I just I think there is like a transition happening here where we see uh you know kind of the the you know I would say the lower to middle class getting more of a voice on Survivor, which is good. I really encourage this because I do think a lot of the like, especially the last 10 years, we've had a lot of um you know uh, suburban people play the game. 
And yeah, I remember the whole course or, of the game. Or people who very well um, upper middle class. Because, mm-hmm. look, even going back as far as Russell Hand, look at that season in Samoa. Yeah. Russell Hands, he's no, um, was it the doctor, whatever his name is, Dr. Uh, yeah. Mick, yeah. Uh, Shovel Face, I would call him because he's just even, so plain. Even Jason, who was the minority. Polo, the polo, um, yeah. uh, was it? Uh, right. He, I feel like there used to be like a higher standard, maybe uh, just in terms of like they wanted a certain type of person to be cast on these TV shows. Yeah. People are going to be articulate and are going to present well on camera, have good eye contact, a number of different factors, might, and are going to be non objectionable. But, but I think. It, I think that's still the case, but I think that maybe they like a little bit more, I don't know, maybe middle-class America, like you're saying, Jeff, or uh, different, not all just sort of like these rich sort of... Rich um, socialite, uh, so-me type of people, doctor, um, people from college who seem to be not really working to while in college. Like, all the college people that we've seen, do they really look like they're you know, have three jobs trying to make it through college. No, I, they look I, like, like they had rich parents that are paying their way that had nothing to do. So that's why they got the the gig. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah like, absolutely. I think they made the best casting video and like, they're like, let's pick them. And I did. I don't know if you know this, guys, but there was a uh, committee made up of, I think it was all former black players that went to CBS and uh, like basically protested and pleaded with them to cast uh, a much more diverse cast, not only I think uh, by racial lines, but also like what we're talking about by class lines. Um, and, and so that's why we kind of are seeing that, you know, that difference in the last at least couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I feel like, like maybe even just young sort of not worldly, even some, even Xander, right? In the way he talks, sometimes like he's pretty. He's got a good screen presence, but sometimes when he's when he's explaining things, it's like, yeah, this is pretty powerful. I don't represent a people. I don't know. I don't represent <laughs> a people. I, I I represent no peoples. So I don't know what you're talking about. And so his, his mom's probably like, "What do you mean you don't represent yeah, I'm a people? I represent <laughs> like, my mom. Sorry, mom. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I think one of the best examples of the diverse casting is Ricard. I don't yeah. think necessarily Ricard would get um, uh, be featured. Um, he is not just a person who is um, part of the LGBTQ community, but also an older one. And yeah. married right? to one as well. Yeah. Sorry? Married to one as well. Right. Married as well. You you see more Evies, Evies, sorry, more yeah. Evies. And younger um, people on the spectrum, right? Than a spectrum, like it's autism. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel like uh, this is a sexuality weird is a spectrum. Sexuality is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ricard isn't necessarily the individual that you see in Survivor, and he is, I think, going to be one of the more bre- breakout um, characters on the the show, just yeah. because of his. He's not really, you know loud and you know out there he is a pretty straight shooter in terms of his thought process and he's very logical right he's good at competitions or he's shown to be he wasn't i wasn't expecting him to win two already me either right yeah yeah 
You know, I think he he stands out because he's kind of like this competitor who, you know, is kind of also a great strategist and has sort of shown a savviness in the game that, like, he's kind of grown on me as time's went because he kind of being like the one. He's responsible for getting rid of, come on in, guys. We'll always remember Ricard as that. We might re- remember Ricard as just the winner of the season. You know what? I, I At first I was like, that's kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, I always cringed when probes did come on in, guys, because I'm like, they're not inside. I, I was, guys. Yeah, I, I was always like props. Like, what do you like? Why do you have to say the same thing every single time? Too like, why are you a robot? Like, bring like, the boat. Bring the boat. Yeah, uh, grilled cheese. <laughs> the pineapple. Pizza under the stars. Oh. Oh. Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. But, yeah, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you know. Yeah. So, all right, and. Uh, as far as Ricard goes, like he has gotten rid of all the players I've disliked on this season. So he's like a big bonus for me. He got rid of JD. He got rid of Shan. He got rid of GD. Uh, he got rid of. Uh, well, he got rid of. He helped get rid of um, uh, Nasir, which I was not happy about. I, I Nasir wasn't going anywhere. So like I didn't dislike Nasir. I liked Nasir. But like most of the players that he's orchestrated it, I've been like, okay, I'm like, all right, I'm on this guy's side, <laughs> you know. Like, whereas I wasn't at first, you know, I was like, oh, like I don't know if I like this player. All right, he's also hard of hearing, Ricard. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is too. Maybe the first hard of hearing winner. I don't, see, I don't know if that's true. Well, he might be the second. He might be the second. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't uh, hear about the first one. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Hold uh, <laughs> <put> on. Put <laughs> on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I do think uh, getting back to my earlier point, guys. Like, I do think when they're talking a lot about the police, uh, you know, the the African American players. Do you guys feel that way, Dave? Do you kind of see it that way? Like when they start talking about like the, the how rough of a year black people have had and that kind of I stuff. I think so. I think I think when you're talking about 2020, the pandemic, I think the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests and everything that came with that, even like the insurrection January 6th and the election itself. I think all of it is kind of tied up in this massive struggle. Like as Canadians, I don't even know what we fully grasp what how what that's been going on in the states that we just kind of feel the throbbing from the outside yeah so like maybe just it's date it's you know business as usual day to day down there but it doesn't always feel like that um it depends on i guess on how much you're just watching the news and how much you know it's affecting you walking down the street or not but for for liana it's definitely like something as a 20 year old she's like this is kind of our moment this is my generate this is a defining moment for uh, not for as being a uh, black person, my generation, what's going on right now, and how in my place in history as a young person, I think is is important to her, uh, and to a lot of people. Um, yeah. And so, you know, and so I think that's what she's talking about. I think it's yeah, the police because I think it starts. I think like like George Floyd, I think is like the match that you know lit the the gasoline. It was kind of like a watershed moment, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was so public and it was so it was so like everyone could see it right happen. Um, I think it's more of the reaction to what happened with Trayvon Martin Mm -hmm. more than anything. And then that kind of put the situation into the consciousness more so than anything. And then off the heels of that, you had George uh, Floyd, which kind of like the one like we went to DEFCON two or DEFCON three or whatever. There was also the one in St. Louis. I think her name was Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Breonna Taylor as well. Yeah. That one was almost the most messed up 
case for me because she was like asleep in her bed. Yeah. You know, like there, there's, yeah, like I can totally like, but again, it's the police. Like, and it's like, it's never brought up that it's the police, you know, <laughs> police <laughs> you know? Like the government officials. And it's a lot of different. It, like, what does officer Sarah have to say? about this? Right. What does officer Tony have to say about this? You know, like, I think it would be really interesting to have a police officer on a cast like this and kind of give their perspective because I do think it would be different and, 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 you know, but it may, I don't know, it might be fireworks. I don't know. Honestly, you know? I think that in a post 2019 world, um, we're going to have an all cop tribe and we're going to have, uh... <laughs> no, but like, oh my God. Jeff, if you want yeah. a tribe and yeah. you want a tribe with a cop, you don't necessarily have any context, um, to that cop in general. No. Are you taking a cop to the end? Uh, well, I don't know. I'd have to get to know the person rather than the cop. You know okay. I mean? So I have a different perspective. I'm like, I'm going to vote out the cop. Not just, for, not just from like, from like, oh, societal point of view, mm-hmm. but also in a survivor point of view as well. Yeah. Like, right? like they're, they're going to be good at reading people and that kind of thing. And then secondly, I have to think about the other people in my tribe. I think it's an easy vote in general mm-hmm. because the minorities might not trust the cop. And then yeah. plus, I don't trust the cop in terms of the survivor in general. So I think it might be a bit before we have another cop on. Or at the very least, they're not going to tell us that they're a cop publicly. Like, mm-hmm. on the show, they're not going to tell the other people on the tribe that they're a cop. Yeah, right. I think you're right about that. I don't. I, I, I think there has been a shift where I, I think that might have been that might have been something that like the minority committee kind of said, like, how come there's all these police officers on on the show and they're, not you know, just police officers firefighters and different firefighters are fine like no one's gonna complain about a firefighter they save lives the, you know well like, like look at all like the tv shows they're all cop shows and firefighter shows and paramedic shows and hospital shows and that's kind of what they what middle america kind of watches right like the flyover states and uh especially and like so that's kind of what they cast they cast like people like that or they seemingly like in past seasons when i think of like white collar blue collar no collar mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit like that heroes versus hustlers versus healers was a little <laughs> bit like that um if you remember all of these oh very strong union yeah strong so union. there's gonna be a lot a of union, people man. watching if if there's a, a cop from the borough mm-hmm. like like they're gonna be watching yeah. They're going to be seeing that guy represent. It's you have an install base, right? L- look where the cops are from. The cops are from major metropolitan Boston. cities. Boston, yeah. Uh, Tony's from New Jersey, Jersey City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How they have an accent? Sarah's not. Sarah's from Middle America. She's from like Missouri or something. Yeah. But Office, yeah. Officer Sarah didn't become a thing until people started talking about calling her Officer Sarah. Right. Well, the, well, no. Her first season, she was the one. The cops are us, and she snuffed out Tony as being a cop, and all. There was a whole cop thing. But I think that was more of like a reflection of Tony as opposed to hmm. to her. Right. I think it's, but I think it's, but more than just cops. Like this whole thing that Leanna w- was talking about tonight, and her, what her story was, and what she was trying to get across. I think was, and Danny was speaking a bit too, and um, and Deshaun, of course. So it was, Leanna, or Shan was not allowed to talk um, as a jury member. Um, first time she was she was dying um and uh yeah like i thought that it was more than just about police i think it wasn't they didn't even say police once i think it was more about just race relations in general especially um mm-hmm. african-american ones in the states i just I, thought the line when she said like when you know just being black then we have the risk of you know 
dying. That was what she was referring to. Mm-hmm. To me. Yeah. I don't know. Well, hate crimes happen as well. And like there's there's those kinds of things that I think could also be sort of I don't know what well, if that's what her intention or context was, but right. Well, I just mean like for me, because I, I've I've posted about this on Facebook uh, previously, um, to which did not get as positive a reaction um, because um, our friend, um, our well, my uh, our mutual acquaintance Don um, felt very strongly against what I was saying, uh, and the gist of what my message was was um, I often go to the states because I go to different various events. Yeah. And there's always going to be the idea in my mind that what happens if an incident occurs mm-hmm. and police are involved. And this was during a specific time when things were heightened. I'm like, I have to be very, uh, very focused and aware of my presence and how it affects other people. Um, and that's always going to be a frustration, I feel, um, given the uh, the situation that's occurring. Um I I have to worry about possibly angering the wrong individuals or doing the wrong things, which could be interpreted the wrong way. She didn't appreciate that um, as she felt it was more of an attack on the police officers, and she has many police officer family members, and that's typically the case. People feel like they have an individual um, connection to something that's being attacked, and they want to defend it. And I understand why she felt that way. I was just hoping that she would understand how I felt. And um, it it took a lot more of a conversation for her to kind of see that I wasn't necessarily attacking anyone. I was more commenting about my um, internal um, situation and the, my understanding that, and they talk about like being aware that you're a black person always there's always the understanding of my presence in and how it affects other people. If I am standing, if I go into an elevator and there is an older white woman there, she might feel uncomfortable with me there. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me as a person. Mm -hmm. It has something to do with past experiences that she may have dealt with. And also in the fact that, you know, there is a portrayal in, in media that can often, um, put that in the back of your mind at all the time. So I know that and I understand that and I might move farther to the other side to give her space because I wouldn't want someone else to feel uncomfortable. Right. Right. Yeah. And all that sucks. Like all that, like, I, I do think what you just touched on is that the media part of it is a huge part that gets unaddressed and not talked about. Like we are like Dave was just talking about, you know, all the FBI fire truck cop shows and like, who are the criminals in almost every one of these shows are usually minority people, you drug know, cartels or, or drug <laughs> cartels who are, yeah. Which is also POCs like, like, you know, so we, you know, we, I think the media has a lot to do with, what's like with race relations and i don't think like it gets talked about i do i do commend survivor of being one of the shows to kind of at least having an open dialogue or an open discourse or at least people can say what they think you know even if it is edited and it's cut down and it's a strategic show and all this at least they get to kind of say what they think you know 
which I think a lot of times goes underappreciated. Um, you know. I, I disagree, Jeff. Yeah, go ahead. If they, if, if they let people say what they think, someone will turn around and go, Danny, what are you talking about? You are a rich football player. Why are you still here? Right? Yeah. Or or Heather goes, I don't know anything about this. Um, it just sorry, shows bro. me I have a lot more Please. to learn. Please, I'm not. I'm not even talking bad about Heather, but like Heather, come on, man. Heather is so clearly that like you know suburban white woman that is like, oh, there's problems in America. I had no idea. She's from South Carolina. Like, I think she might know something about it. But like, that's not what everyone is thinking of. Like, if we honestly were saying, hey, everyone, say how you feel, someone would go. Do we really need to do this right now, Liana? Can we just like mm-hmm. get to the vote? Right, right. I don't feel. I, oh. I, I feel like they're like, like no, we're, we're gonna. Sean's gonna get get through this, and we're definitely gonna vote Liana out. So, or maybe this happens at every tribal council, and this is just the one they kept. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I just feel like as equally as there's individuals that want to talk about something like that, there's probably just as many people that, as Liana says, don't really want to talk about it mm-hmm. at all. Um, whether it be the people who it affects directly or like another black person is like, I don't really want to talk about this. I just want to play. Um, and other people who, who, who it doesn't inter, um, interact or intersect with them, but they're like, this is interesting. I want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like it's like people are just different and you never know what <laughs> it's like. What, we're more Dave? than one thing. It's like, we're more than one thing. Or right. Something. Like, you know? if, yeah, like, can you imagine, like, Erica started bringing up, like, gun violence in the Philippines, and everyone would just be like, whoa, like, what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be a total, like, nobody could relate to this. No, but- Erica, we're on a TV show in America. <laughs> this is about America. Let's talk about American problems. Yeah, it's about yeah, American yeah. issues. But she's like, but my uncle in the Philippines or whatever. And you know? Get out of here, Canada. They're like, yeah. saying, no, don't even worry about this, Erica. You're just along for the ride for now. What if someone um, started talking about slave labor and like Nike and they start bringing up survivor sponsors? <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> oh, it would be amazing if something like that happened. Like, uh, you know, because that is the one thing that's good about these shows, like Big Brother and Survivor, is they can't polish everything some things have to be shown you know to tell the story of their show and i can't say that for you know like when reno outed zeke i can't say that well even that but like at least it brought up a conversation about it you know and then people talked about it you know i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing you know like it was it bad what happened yes but the fact that that conversation i think zeke would even say like the fact that the conversation occurred and i think a lot of people learn from it is a good thing yeah to me it's about this what happens when you put a group of people and force them to live together in a jungle a real jungle (laughs) and rely on each other it's amazing it's amazing you know what dave honestly i think that if i ever get on big brother first thing i'm gonna do is anytime i'm doing a vote or a shout out I'm I'm bringing up something political so that they have to they're forced to stop with the shout outs and stop with people saying extra stuff in their voting. Someone needs to say? bite that bullet. 
Just be um, like, like walking, like, you know, I, I vote to evict Jeremy. P, uh, justice for JFK. Uh, you know, like, Leon. 9-11 was an inside job. Like, whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just how they quickly have, you get expelled from the cast. It's not even that you would ex- be expelled. They would they would have to, like, make a, a rule stating that you can't say stuff. And the moment that they get to that point, people are going to have to stop doing shout outs because it's it's insane. That's yeah. why I like you, Jabil, because you would you would do that. And you, would, you would you would try you would risk it. You you know, would, like, I don't know if I would if I would play chicken with the producers on something like that, but it's uh, uh bring, up other a, like, a, bring up other religions besides Christianity, mm. right? Is see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I love Buddha, something like yeah. that. <laughs> he is the only God. <laughs> what is Julie gonna say? Oh, God. I love God, she'll say. She'll... But I'm just, um, but I, I like, I'm just saying that as I understand that we have these in, in, in these moments where, yes, I can relate and I can get emotionally involved. I do feel at the same time that there are, are we going to go down this path? And are we fine with going down this path that mm. we're on right now? Because yes, everyone is comfortable with what they're saying right now, but down mm. the line there could be some uh, like uncomfortable conversations that are had. It right. could just be as equally powerful and important. But are we really ready to say what we need to say about it, though? I don't um, know. I, I I don't know either. I, I'm I'm. A, do I want to find out? Maybe not. Like I do think back to. Remember that Colton guy that played on Survivor? Yes, and Colton. he talked a lot about his, like you know, sheltered life, and you know, he was basically like, uh, you know, a lot of the problems with America were, yeah, like a, um, like you know, he kind of had a lot of stereotypical attitudes towards you know not only black people but poor people in general. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I think like. You know that season. I was didn't he? He got into it with somebody that that was black, didn't he? And they voted him out. And I forget exactly what happened. It was on One World. Um, but like you know, as much as that was hard to see and hard to watch, I think it was good for America to watch that and kind of see like, oh, okay, this is not good. You know, so I I agree with you, Jabil. Sometimes I go, yeah, like if it's opinions and it's like, you know, let's talk about Palestine. And like, you, <laughs> you know, know, you know, I don't think this season would have went well. There's four Jewish players. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think that would not have went well. You know, uh, that's what the, what you say, I guess. But um, just okay. So now that we're here, now now with Liana, I think we've talked a lot about the vote out tonight and everything else. Like, who, I want to look a little bit ahead to who, like this final six, right? Jeez. I'm still got, in this. <laughs> and and who's in this draft that we have here? So we have Danny, which which, which taking away Daryl first overall. He's still in this. He's final six. Then we got Erica. Jeff took her at number seven. She's still in this. The Canadian, the lone uh, Canadian. Uh, then we got Deshaun uh, taking tenth, uh, taken by Jeff as well. Jeff, you know how to pick him. Um, and then not, now these final these bottom feeders here in our draft, Xander, Ricard, and Heather are the other are the bottom half of this final, final three. three. How the hell did yeah. Ricard go seventeenth? I guess his bio sucked. I remember his that. bio was terrible. Yeah, we were not necessarily. Uh, he's only thirty one. Oh my Jeez, god, bust. he's younger than me. 
Damn. Like, look, like, did Daryl not get like the best deal here ever? Like, he takes Danny at number one, and then he's he's basically like, by the time he's left to draft again, there's only Xander, Ricard, and Heather, and he just he gave Heather to Jamil. That was kind of like what his choice was. Daryl never picks like unless it's an athletic woman. He always picks athletic men. Like, he's like, if it's an athletic man, that's who he takes. Almost. Yeah. Uh, in, in in Big Brother or in Survivor or in any of these drafts, you know, the, no, it's not surprised that he took the NFL player number one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think like just to say, but and we thought Xander would get voted out early here. We thought that he would not do well, but we were all proven wrong. We all we all had the chance to have Xander and Ricard, and we both said nope. Yep, they won't do anything. My genie vote, uh, my genie pick seems even worse. Looking at that now. Right. I, out of those four, I decided to take Genie. Yeah. So Daryl's probably like, okay, fine, uh, Jamil, have Genie, and I'll take Xander and Ricard. Like he was probably like, this is like the, what I would have done anyway if he had the first three picks. Yeah, he probably would have taken. Yeah, he probably right. He probably would have taken. He definitely would <laughs> take Xander. This is what Daryl wanted to happen anyway. Yeah, Daryl's like, I mean, I don't know, who's got a better chance to win, me or Daryl, in this? Because I have two players. He has three players. Daryl, he has three. Not me. And, the, and, he has, not me. and I think he has the two front runners in the Zan. three players he has, Jeff, are the only three that have won immunity idol. Immunity. Individual immunity. And one of them has an immunity idol to boot. Yeah, but I've got all right, other than Ricard, you've got uh, Erica and Deshaun. Deshaun is your best bet to win. Deshaun and Deshaun and Erica have been on the show a lot more than his other two players. You know, I can Erica win this though? Can what's Erica's path to win? She does. I don't know. I don't think the show like really wants to you to think she's gonna win. You know, uh, Deshaun, I could see winning, like because he does have a good story. But I don't think they think. I think he's gonna like if he gets to the end, he's gonna come second. That's how I feel about Deshaun. Um, Deshaun, and, I think yeah, he's maybe a final two, final three. Erica doesn't seem like a like unless it's like somehow Erica and Heather are in the final two or three. Then what's Heather's path to win? Heather, uh, let's look at yeah, Jamil, your your great graphic Heather. You're like no, you're like, um. Everyone does a do or die, and they all die. That's how Heather wins. <laughs> Heather wins the last four immunity challenges. <laughs> Heather, would that mean something? Though? Heather goes on like this incredible streak here at the end, and then all of a sudden she's like the she's the one to beat, or the one that we never saw Heather coming. She said she had a lot of questions, a lot to learn. Damn, did she learn fast. Oh, my gosh. I like. I honestly don't even see it at all. I, I yeah. wonder what the betting line is in Vegas for her. Who's the, is there any, It's only Daryl or Jeff left, right? That's it? No. And, 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 and Jimmy L. But, but, of course, it's, 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 um, it's Heather. That's why I keep forgetting. Okay. Anyway, so that's the draft update. Um, who goes next? Who goes next week? Uh, I think, okay, so we have a six-person vote. We know it's not Xander because he has his idol and he has to play it, right? This so is it's really, too good to be true. So it's between five players. We have Danny, Deshaun, who are on the bottom. Yeah. And, and the three on the top are uh, Heather, Erica, and Xander. So assuming those three vote together, it's got to be Deshaun or Danny, right? We'll see who comes out on top. All I can do is fight. Erica could also flip again 
and vote with Danny and Deshaun and get Ricard out. I think that's why Deshaun didn't want to work with Erica way back when. She's like, I can't work with her down the stretch. And I think he's right, but it might actually work in his benefit too. You know, it's she's just a little bit. I think that Erica's a little bit of a wild card of a player. You know, I don't, I don't think, which is a good thing. I don't think she's a boring player by any means, right? You want want that player when you're on the bottom. He he expected to be on the top the whole game. You want to know what the betting line, (laughs) betting line is? A thousand to one, Heather. So okay, odds, even odds. Deshaun has Mm. even odds. Shan had um plus one forty, right? Xander mm-hmm. is 250. Mm-hmm. Erica is 500. So they thought Heather had a better chance um, than and the remaining individuals. Where's Ricard? Ricard is at plus 2,500. Oh my God. That's a great bet. Danny is at two, uh, uh, 2,000. And Leanne because nobody would let these people win, is that the idea? Like, no one's gonna let Danny win this game. I guess so. How did they do Vegas odds on this? Because like people know who won, or at least who got to the end. Somebody knows who won, yeah, right. If honestly though, if um, because the ND, um, the NDA, mm-hmm. especially the CBS NDA, right? Because they have all those uh, lawyer consultants for their lawyer shows, so you don't want to challenge them. Um, to me, it makes sense. Um, like, plus, if you have any connection to any of these people, they're gonna they're gonna find out. Hmm. Like, right. if it's your third cousin and you win, they're gonna find out. We found this third cousin. You share the same great great grandparents, third cousins. I'm just surprised Erica has better odds than Leanna, Danny, and Ricard did. Yeah, that's that is surprising. Um, who are you pulling for more than anything, though, of the smell sex, Jeff? Me? Who do I want to win this game? Yeah. Xander. Uh, Xander and Ricard. Those two guys. I want either one of those players to win. What if it's those two in the final two? Who deserves to win? I think Ricard deserves to win. Yeah, Ricard. But and- but but Xander, I'm just kind of cheering for because I like his attitude. I like the way he's playing the game. Like I, um, you know, I like the way Ricard's playing the game, too. But at the same time, like he's, you know, he's a lot more volatile and like, he, he you know, so I, I don't want to like cheer for him because I know he's going to do something where I don't like, like he's going to backstab Xander in the back. And I'm kind of cheering. I've been cheering for Xander from the beginning when I didn't yeah. like Ricard. Now I kind of like Ricard. So it's, it, I, I changed my opinion on it. Maybe you only like Ricard because he's working with Xander for the moment. Maybe, yeah. Like, I kind of pick somebody. Like, so I always look at Survivor. I pick somebody kind of early on that I kind of want to do well because, like, everyone else is like, and it's usually an underdog player. And, uh, and, and that's why I kind of just stick with them. And if they go to the end, like, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm really happy when they win. You know, I think a lot of players, a lot of fans, uh, watch the game that way. That's why certain players, um, wins are, you know, more memorable like a mike holloway like russell hance even though he didn't win they were you know way on the bottom and came back you know those type of things i think always kind of uh malcolm they stick out to me you know right uh jamil who are you pulling for more like in your heart to win this season ricard um just i just find him such an interesting character like he's he was unlikable he was absolutely mm-hmm. unlikable. Yeah. And it's not like he's changed. 
It's just that you see his perspective a lot better and you can rationalize it. Um, whereas the other people on there have been all over the place in terms of their personality, their thought process and strategy. Ricard is like, he's the, the steady, he's the steady ship. Right. Right. And he's he's actually doing moves that one are make sense, and two are shown to us, right? So we can follow along. And three, and he's win challenges. Yeah, he's got he's he's the trifecta, or the he's a, he's the fully rounded survivor player, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And uh, who what would be myself? I, I think I'm pulling for Erica for some reason, uh, just because you know she. But I don't think she will. I always like to kind of hope for a hopeless cause, and I think she's it. That's um, Heather. Heather. Well, Heather's just like <laughs> get out of here. Like that's she's not even a hopeless cause. She's like so undeserving. It's just like um, you know, it's unfortunate she's in the cast. Is more what we should really. Think she's about. already forwarded her menu to Ponderosa. Yeah, she's like, I, uh, you guys can vote me out next week, everybody. I think that's kind of what, how she'll exit the game, if they, if it comes to it. But I don't think Ricard's going to allow that. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I really don't. I don't know if I want to see Danny win. That would be like sort of my worst case scenario. Yeah, I don't want Danny win. Deshaun's the other one we, re- we didn't really talk about, but Deshaun is like this. I don't know where I sit on Deshaun. I kind of I'm up and down. Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I dislike him. And I think after this episode, I'm more on the dislike. Right I now, have so. him in the draft, and I actively cheer against him. He should. Yeah. And the reason why I find myself doing that is because he he constantly doesn't give me a reason to view him as an underdog. He doesn't view himself as an underdog in any yeah. way, shape or form. He wants to play the game from the top. And when it's not going his way, he kind of just cries about it like a little kid. Yeah. And I don't, he's sh- he Sean. Yeah. He's Sean from, um, Van, Van- No, that's, um, the Vesepia season. He's Sean. Oh, oh, from, um, yeah. From season four. Yeah. He's Sean. And he's going to put his foot in his mouth and he's going to get voted out. Marquesas. Marquesas, yes. Oh, that's like Boston Rob's first season, isn't it? Yes. Hey, what are you doing there, Sean? That's what, okay. I, that's what I feel. Yeah. Well, I think it's getting exciting now that we're coming down to the end. They only have, uh, as we mentioned, um, I guess it's, was this day 21? So they have five days left, Jamil. It's going to be so rapid three fire. three more episodes? And three more episodes are to cover. So every episode is going to cover one day, more or less, or two days at tops. Kind of what this one. This one was two days. This episode covered two days, but it didn't really feel like it. Doesn't next episode feel like it's supposed to be like two tribal councils? Feels like that might happen because that's, you know, they might knock off two people and then, okay, now we're down to final four. And it feels like at that point you go to finale, right? At final four. Yeah. yeah they're definitely going to go to finale. Otherwise, they're stretching this out. Unless, they, I, unless they're, they're going to do a final two. They haven't really announced how many more episodes we're getting. Today is December 1st. So I think at most we get three more, maybe only two more. I really hope it's the final two guys, because if it's not like, I don't know, this whole season has been about gambles and it's been about, you know, these split second decisions that they have to make. And I just hope that uh, it goes to final two and they get back to a final two because final three sucks. It's awful. Not a fan of it. Right. Uh, I, I, it's just kind of, well, you get a Heather in the final three and she gets no votes. So that's what, if, if you got, if you're going to do a final three, at least if, if Heather has to make it that far, 
do it then. Otherwise, you know, a final two with Heather is just boring. Look, if Heather builds fire and earns her way into final three, I get like I get that's the argument now. But is, like, is that if they do that? Oh, they are doing that forever. I think. I mean, that's Jeff Probst said. It's here to stay. New era, though. He also said that. Expecting and expecting. He didn't say that. I absolutely agree. Okay, well, I think we've been going for about an hour and a half almost, so I think we should probably wrap things up here uh, for this episode. We appreciate you listening and uh, commenting and sharing, of course, this episode, Do or Die, our episode reaction here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. Uh, we don't even know how many more episodes we'll be doing, but we'll be covering the end of this season one way or the other uh, for this December 2021. Um, and we'll be back next Wednesday night, presumably. Uh, also here on Super Mario Brothers podcasting, we got other podcasts, not just Big Brother, not just it's not even Big Brother, not just Survivor, but also we did Big Brother as I kind of uh, got into. Uh, but Jeff, yeah, uh, this past Monday night we started the Beatles Get Back podcast coverage. Right. Uh, you and J- uh, Josh Shields and I, and you're going to be uh, continuing this next Monday night with Jake Shields. Yep, yep. And we're covering episode two. It's a move to the Apple Studios uh, where they will try to figure out where they're going to do their big concert. Spoiler alert, it's on the roof. Yeah, but this is like this is when they go into the basement, right? For like a week? Yeah. Right, and then they'll be on the roof for a week? Yeah, the, the, the final episode is the roof uh, right. like, and everything surrounding that. Yeah. So okay. So that's that's exciting. Uh, check that out. Also, we do Marvel podcasts here on Super Mario Brothers podcast, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe installments, the movies, the new Disney Plus show, starting all in 2021. Most recently with Eternals. Looking ahead to Spider Man No Way Home. I guess later this month. Uh, we'll be around the weekend of December 18th. Um, we'll be looking to cover that movie and also Hawkeye, which is now uh, airing episodes. Uh, I've watched at least two episodes. I don't know if the third one's out yet, but I'm, yep. I'm eager to uh, this. Morning. catch up i'm enjoying that so far i don't want to get into all that but we'll do a coverage of hawkeye uh as well in the in the coming uh, weeks and um what have i'm forgetting um i think that's all of it on oh we were we, we have we have desire to cover tiger king 2 at some point um if i can get around to watching that season um as well, uh, we have Live Long and Podcast, our Star Trek theme channel, where we talk about Star Trek uh, all the time. Uh, Monday nights, uh, we're starting a new series, Star Trek Enterprise, or as it was originally just known as Enterprise, that started 20 years ago, aired for four seasons on um, different channels, UPN. I guess, UPN in the States. Um, and uh, and so we're going to be starting that. Jody Simpson, Adam Woodward, the Star Trek Enterprise enthusiast, will be leading that along with me and Adam, uh, or sorry, Kevin Millard um to discuss that show starting with broken bow this monday night eight o'clock as well so we'll have beatles and we'll have um a star trek enterprise that night who would have thunk it and then tuesday night star trek d space nine at nine ish covering um different episodes last night we talked about shattered mirror it was just jeff and i normally we have a full station of people you got a cameo you got a cameo from Jamil. You, you know, he was uh, Davin uh, fell asleep trying to put his baby to bed, and the Millards are sick. You know, it happens. Sometimes you get abducted to the mirror universe. It happens. Or you have to, you know. Um, so check out that D Space Nine at nine ish Thursday nights. We've been covering all kinds of new Star Trek shows. Did Lower Decks in the summer. We've been talking about Star Trek Prodigy and now Star Trek Discovery in its fourth season. We're doing episode three this Thursday night at ten o'clock, along with Michael Chan, Ashley Millard, and Adam Woodward talking about uh, the, 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 the third episode's going to be called uh, Choose to Live, a Kuat Malat reference. 
And uh, also we have Star Trek Radio Theater where we talk about, we you know, do like script reads and different things. We just did um, Wedge Douge, a, a Star Trek Lower Decks episode, did a script read. Everyone, you know, Jeff, Jamil, and I, as long as many other talented uh, friends of ours uh, who were part of that. And uh, we'll be doing another one in December uh, live. We'll be doing that on, on the evening of December 19th. Uh, Star Trek First Contact. Got to get a poster ready for that. And our third channel you might want to check out is also called, um, what's it called? Trivial Debates. You may have heard of it. Um, and we just did an episode this past Sunday. Our November episode with Jody Simpson hosting. We had Max Duda, Dylan Gonzalez, and Alex Blackburn competing. It was a really fun episode. Check that out if you haven't already. Max Duda is going to be hosting in December. Ooh. The Battle of the English-Speaking Nations. Yes, except for Australia and New Zealand. They weren't invited. Well, Jody kind of represented for Australia. Um, and Ireland, I guess, was left out too. So... And South Africa, for that matter. The many countries, Jeff. It's not just those, but those are the kind of those are the two. Those are the three biggest, I think. You know, uh, yeah. perhaps. So, uh, also check out Davin's podcast. Our cousin Davin, he does like the Star Trek podcast with us all the time, including Tuesday nights. He has this one. It's called Locutors of Trek. I don't know where his logo is right now, but check out Locutors of Trek. Um, and um, he, I'm going to be on there on Sunday night uh, uh, doing the Guild Knot Challenge, uh, some kind of Klingon honor challenge on his channel this Sunday night. And Eamon's podcast, my son Eamon Mater, he's got a podcast called Let's Talk About Fighting Games. They just recorded a new episode on Sunday. Uh, it will be posting soon. And check that out over on Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcasts. And with that, we can sign off here for tonight on episode 11 do or die right right that's uh do or it's do or die or do die or die or tonight die. yeah or die I, do or die i was also i guys i'd never seen the uh the the tim um the justin bieber timbits commercial the new tim beebs tim beebs i don't know if you're familiar but uh, I was kind of like, like, kind of disgusted and yet entranced by the J Justin Bieber Timbits. And I thought we could maybe close tonight out with that. Here we go. Introducing my new Timbeebs birthday cake waffle, sour cream chocolate chip, and chocolate white fudge. Only at Tim's. Have a good night, everyone. Oh, thank you. <laughs>